Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Share Radio podcast. A pension crisis. It's horrendous. Threatening with debt collectors and the bubble that's going to cause financial havoc. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. What in the world is happening on Wall Street? The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. Welcome to Managing My Money. I'm Glenn Goodman, your handsome prince of the financial kingdom. Come to give you a little kiss and wake you from your monetary slumber. Um, could I skip the kiss part, Glenn? Just the financial information will do. Cheers. Uh, all right, if you insist. Yeah. Though when I hire myself out for Hindus as a financial advisor, I gram, people oh, no. usually want the kiss, I find. No, no, no. Just the information will do. Thank you. Annie, everybody! Oh, Annie! So Annie, today we're all about the saving. I'm really glad about this because I have a little pot of savings, but I don't really know what to do with them. So just a little, little pot. Just a little pot, a tiny pot you could fit in your pocket. A little Marmite pot of savings. Yes, the mini Marmite pot. But it's savings nonetheless, and, and if I can make more of them, then that is a bonus. All will become clear, Annie. Or we become clear. Good. First, though, let's just remind ourselves why it's a good idea to save. We've obviously talked about this in previous episodes. Yeah. So as far as you're concerned, what are the main reasons why you would like to save more? Okay. So looking at the long term, probably um, for a more comfortable retirement. So I've got a bit of cash and also the unexpected events that you keep frightening me with. <laughs> like, you know, when I twist my toe and can never work again, those kind of things. Will I have any savings to get by on? Ooh. Because things don't only get better. You remembered my cheery little ditty. Yeah, how could I forget? Car breaks down, roof falls in, a man from the Ukraine steals your chip and fizz. Don't only get better, don't only get better, they can get worse too. Don't only get, don't only get. I feel really motivated now, thanks Glenn. No problem. Now, no one ever wants to hear what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Go on. The key to saving is to start early. The earlier, the better, because you start building up interest. Is that right? Yeah. So, do you fancy winding the clock back and starting early? (laughs) How early are we talking? (laughs) When I was a tiny baby. How early are we talking? Well, it's better to start in your 20s. 
Uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> no, 20s? Well, uh, yeah, well, it is better. I'll, I'll explain why. Because you start building up interest. And then when you start building up interest, you mm-hmm. get interest on your interest. And you get interest on your interest on your interest. So it starts snowballing. That compound interest it makes a huge difference to how much you need to save for a comfortable retirement. When I think about what I was doing with my money when I was 20, it was mainly on things like super noodles. I was at university, mm. diamond white and black currant, you know, that kind of jazz. Oh, yum, yum. Not great investments, Glenn. <laughs> Not at all. Cider and black and noodles. Exactly. Is that what gave you the the, uh, the beautiful uh, pallor <laughs> you have today? Yeah, this is what my foundations are actually built on. But when you're in your 20s, though, do you really have a, a little bit of income that you would then put to one side to save? Not really. You know, when you were at university, yes. you know there, there were those people who would get up early every morning and go to all their lectures? Oh, those? Yes. yes. They were the ones who were putting a little bit aside during their 20s. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, and wow. now they're doing pretty well because, like I say, the interest compounds. It builds on itself. Whereas if you leave it until your 40s, for example, you've got a lot less time to build up a decent nest egg. And also, if life events start getting in the way, then you've got less time to make up for all your lost time. All right, so you mean things like if you're unemployed or you have an unfortunate event like you get divorced or something like that? Yeah, people tend to start saving a lot less or stop saving altogether. And it's not just when bad things happen either. If if people move house or when they have children, that can also interrupt saving too. Okay, let's get down to the nitty gritty then. We've talked enough about why we should save more money. Okay, get the point, get the point. I want to save. Come on, help me. Ah, you're feeling it now. You're the savings passion. I feel it too, Annie. Yeah, I know. But then again, it can be really hard to resist spending any spare cash that you've got because you feel like you've earned it, you know? That's true. I mean, imagine imagine you're rolling around on a bed of money. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Oh, that cash. Just imagine. That. I bet you were. So, what would you say the difference between saving and investment is? Okay, so savings would be putting your money aside in a savings account, for example, and just sitting there. And investments would be being a bit more risque, you know, buy, sell, buy, sell, that type of thing. Yeah, that's right, a little ducking and diving, wheeling yeah. and dealing. Investing's got a bit of risk involved. Bit of Wall it? Street, that's what I'm thinking, Michael Douglas. You've got to speculate to accumulate in all that kind of business, mm-hmm. exactly. So, you can earn interest on both saving and investment, but the key difference is while your money's generally safe in a savings account with an investment, as you'll probably have heard on adverts. Please be aware that the value of investments can go down as well as up. So clearly saving's better than investing then? Not necessarily, because... Please be aware that the value of investments can go up as well as down. So investing's better than saving in that case? There is no better. 
Ah. It's all just about how much risk you're willing to take with your savings. Usually, younger people are advised to take more risk than older people because if things go wrong, then they've got more time to build up their money again before they retire. But anyway, we'll go deep into the world of investing in the next episode. So for now, we're just going to stick to safe old saving. Ah, how do I decide what to do with my money then? Well, you remember how in the last episode when we were looking at loans, we compared the interest rates using APR, annual percentage rate.、Mm-hmm. Well, for saving. Savings. There's a similar figure, annual equivalent rate, or AER. Right. And this takes into account how often interest is paid on your savings, because it can be paid into your account annually, quarterly, monthly, or daily, and that can make a big difference to how much interest you get overall. If it's paid daily, the interest starts compounding very quickly because you're getting your interest every day, and then you get interest on your interest, and then you get interest on your interest on your interest, and、mm-hmm. it builds up much more quickly than if it were just paid out to you once a year. Compound interest is such a powerful force, a force of nature, that <laughs> financy types often talk about the magic of compound interest. What's the magic bit about? Well, the way that interest on your interest on your interest keeps growing and gets more and more rapid. Sometimes, when you look at the figures after a number of years, you go, "Wow, look how those savings have grown!" It really feels quite magical. Blimey. <laughs> Come into Madame Moolah's tent. I sense you are at a crossroads. Well, yeah, yeah, sort of. I, I was looking for the bumper cars, but I should turn left back there rather than right. I cannot bestow my pearly wisdom until you cross my palm with silver.、Um, s- sorry, what? Give me a pound. Oh, right.、Uh, okay. Now, Madame Moolah will unleash the magic of compound interest. Close your eyes.、Uh, okay. Will it hurt? Dash, dash, dash! Open. But that's a fiver. You've you've turned my pound into a fiver. How? That is the magic of compound interest. I spirited away your pound to a high-speed, high-interest account on another plane. Within moments. The interest compounded beyond your wildest imaginings. Can, can, can you do it again with more cash? Of course. How much do you have on you? Well,、uh, yeah, not a lot, I'm afraid. Do not fear. The spirit guides are telling me you have a bank card. Yes. Pass it to me. Okay. Now, they are asking for the.、Uh, oh, it is unclear. The. Tin, tin, a bin. Do you have a bin? No, I. Oh, I know. Pin. They're asking for the pin number. Yes, yes, yes. Aha. That's it. Pin. pin yes. Here, write it down for the spirit guides. Four, eight, nine, six. Good, good. Now. Close your eyes and concentrate.、Mm-hmm. Focus on your account balance and imagine the interest compounding at supersonic speed. Oh yes, 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 yeah! I can feel it happening right now. It, it's compounding. That's it. Keep focusing on the interest. Close、mm-hmm. your、okay. eyes. Yes, yes, Keep yes. your eyes closed. Interest, 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 interest. Focus. Interest. Focus. Focus. Has it finished compounding yet, Madame Moolah? <laughs> Madame Mou, Madame Moolah, she's gone. Yeah, I wonder if she saw me coming. 
get interest on your interest, and then you get interest on your interest on your interest. All right, so AER takes all of that into account, then, does it? Exactly. It just makes it easier to compare like with like. So it's the percentage interest that you can expect to earn in total over a year. Is that the real interest rate or the headline rate, Glenn? Oh, look at you with your fancy words. Thank you. Yeah, I've been paying attention in previous episodes. Because if you take inflation into account, your real interest rate might be very different from the headline one, right? Exactly. So if you're talking about inflation, economists would tend to talk about real rates and nominal rates. Yeah. So the interest rate before you take inflation into account, the one that you generally hear about, would be called the nominal rate. Uh, say the nominal rate is 3%, but inflation is also running at 3%, then your real interest rate is... No percent. Exactly. The inflation would cancel out the interest and you'd be earning nothing in real terms. So even though the money in your account would have gone up by 3% in a year, inflation would mean that you wouldn't actually be able to buy any more stuff than you could before you earned that interest. Glenn, this is so depressing, honestly. So if you choose like a good savings rate then, but the inflation rate catches up, then you're back to square one. Fredo. Rubbish. Yeah. That's why you've got to look out for that. That's why you've got to think about the real rate, not just the headline or the nominal rate. So how do you know which one to go for then? Because if you look at ads for savings accounts, some of them sound really complicated. So you've got fixed rate, term bonds and all kinds of other... I don't know. I don't know what to go for. Not easy, Annie. Not easy. I'm not going to lie to you. Okay. But there is a way through this minefield of saving. Okay. First of all, you need to look at the different categories of accounts. And that's very easy to do these days with the uh, internet. Oh, the internet. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, yeah, I'm good at it. It's amazing what Mm. you can do these days. So, went on the internet, had a look at uh, one of the prize comparison websites. There are so many of them. And it gives you all the list of different accounts. You've got cash ISAs, fixed rate ISAs, easy access accounts, high interest current accounts, notice accounts, fixed rates, bonds. (laughs) A lot of different types of account. Let's look first of all at notice accounts because they tend to have quite good interest rates. I've never heard of them. Notice accounts are, they tend to be with older banks and building societies. They often don't involve the internet. Uh, You're only allowed to do them by post, that kind of thing. Though some of them these days you can use the internet. Now they tend to offer higher interest rates because you have to give a lot of notice if you want to withdraw any money from the account. Oh, I see, right, yeah. For example, uh, I'm looking at one here where you have to give 120 days, basically four months notice (laughs) to take out any money. So you have to kind of know in advance, oh, right, I'm going to move house in four months' time and that's when I want my money out. Yeah. And you get a bit more interest. So you need to be organised if you want that type of account. Oh, yes. You need to know your onions. Now, if you don't know what on earth you're going to be doing in your life in a few months' time, Mm -hmm. then you might want an easy access account. You're looking at lower interest rates and that means that there's no notice period. You can take out your money whenever you want. You can often operate these accounts over the internet or by telephone, often by post or in branch as well. Okay, so you can just get your money out willy-nilly. Willy-nilly. Oh, I like the sound of this one. High interest current accounts. That's right. These days, it's a relatively new phenomenon, high interest current accounts, but it's fantastic to take advantage of because sometimes the interest you can get is better than in actual savings accounts. This one says it's 3%. Yes, this is a very popular one at the moment, but it's only on balances up to £20,000. So it's not somewhere where you, for example, can put your giant nest egg Mm. that I know you're... uh... Sitting on. I'm surprised you can even see me i'm so high up on my massive egg well there are accounts where you can tie up your money for years 
How do you fancy that? Oh, no, I don't, because <laughs> I'm not that organised and I'd probably like to get my hands on my money at some point. You always get a better interest rate with those, though. If you're prepared to put your money into what they call a one-year bond or a three-year bond or even five-year bonds, if you can tie up your money for that long and you can often put quite large amounts of money in as well, and then you get a better interest rate. But, yeah, you need to kind of know I'm not going to need that money for quite a while. What kind of interest rates? Not that much higher than other accounts. <laughs> oh, no. A bit higher. I'm just going to get myself a money-making machine and print my own. I think you'll find that the police might have something to say about no, that. Maybe not then. And then, of course, you've got your ISAs. I've heard a lot about ISAs. Pushing hard for ISAs at certain times of year. The great thing about ISAs, since the government invented them a while ago now, is that they don't tax the interest. So you put your money into one of these cash ISAs. It's basically a bank account. But when you get the interest, you don't have to pay any tax on that interest. And that means that you're going to get higher interest than you would otherwise. All right. So say I put 10 grand in an ISA at 1.9%. What return will I get on that in a year? Come on, super brain. £190? Well done, Glenn Goodman! (laughs) When I edit this, I'm going to cut that silence out so it sounds like I just did it immediately. And now you remember in the uh, last episode we talked about peer-to-peer lending. Yeah, that's like the new kid on the block. Exactly. Well, if you're a saver, of course, you can benefit from that by putting your money into an account that effectively invests it directly with somebody who wants to borrow some money. Ooh, isn't that riskier, though? It's riskier, of course, but you can get more interest. Now, do you remember the pennies? Oh, yes. How do you remember them? Because uh, they're they're in every episode, practically. That's right. Yeah. Well, they found themselves a really great savings vehicle. Would you like to hear about it? (laughs) Yes, I would, Glenn. Hello, dear. I'm back from the shops. I'm going to make North Korean tonight. Is that all right? North Korean, love? Yes, we're going to have samgyeopsal gui with hei yangguk and a little butcher kimchi on the side. Oh, I'm not sure I like the sound of that. Oh. Is the butcher kimchi from the Hamgyong province or the Huanghe province? Oh, Arthur, why do you always have to be so picky? It's from the Hamgyong. Is that all right with you? No, I suppose so. Now, you'll have to transfer some money into the current account from the savings because we're running a bit low. Oh, no problem, dear. I'm on the bank's site right now. We've made so much interest on our savings, I can just transfer some of that. Why? What sort of rate are we getting now? 83% 83% interest. 83%? How are we getting that? Well, it's a super saver bonus plus lock-in account. Meaning? Uh, that it's super and it's for savers. Oh, that's funny. It's just I can't transfer any money at the moment. Oh, let me have a look at that. Hang on. Hang on. It says here we can't withdraw any money for 150 years. Ooh, that must be why it's got lock-in as part of the name. I thought it was just for fun, like a lock-in at the pub. Oh, Arthur, you've locked up all of our savings until the 22nd century. We're only dead by then. (gasps) Well, look on the bright side, love. Our great-great-grandchildren are going to be millionaires. Oh, well, there'll be no butcher kimchi on the menu ever again. We can't afford beef now, so off you go to the canal and get some of those rats. Oh, but Carol... Oh, don't you worry, Arthur. You enjoy your rat burgers and think about how your great-great-grandchildren will spend our hard-earned money. 
ungrateful little monkeys. Oh dear. Mr. Penny, he's got himself into a right pickle this time. Yes, pickled rat. There's a lesson for you there, Annie. <laughs> well, be careful with your savings account. I choose or I could end up eating rodents for the rest of my life. Exactly that, yeah. Right, OK. Lesson learned. But what other risks are there when you save your money? One big problem with tying up your money like this in a, some kind of fixed rate savings product mm. is that if you suddenly decide you change your mind... And you need that money. You need it. Something's gone. Your big end's gone. It can happen. And you suddenly need that money. So you say, please, can I take out my money? Well, there are occasions where with some of these accounts, they just won't let you access your money at all. But on other occasions, they might say, yes, of course you can have your money early before the maturity date of the <gasps> savings product. No problem at all. If you just uh, pay this enormous fee. I knew there'd be a catch. Exactly. Usually the fee comes in terms of a reduced interest rate. So you'll just get less interest oh, okay. on the money that you've had in there the whole time. Swines! One big risk, as we've touched on, is that your interest rate will fall below inflation. You remember mm -hmm. we touched on that a few minutes ago? Just yes. A, just a light touch, Lee, yes. a few minutes ago. Yes, you remember that did. light touch? I remember the light touch. OK, well, now, if your interest rate is consistently lower than inflation year after year, then the value of your savings are just going to keep being eaten away, as if by one of those rats that Mr nibbled. Penny uh, caught at the canal. Gently nippled away exactly. to nothing, yeah. so it's worth less. Absolutely. Right. Worth less until it's worth less. <laughs> Worthless. I see what you did there. Mm. Actually, Glenn, that's quite familiar because I've got I've got some savings, small as they are, but they are just sitting in a savings account which is probably at 0.1%. And this is such an irritating thing that there are so many accounts that default to 0.1%. Yeah. You, you often get a bonus rate to start off with and you go, oh, this is good. And then within a year or so, the rate comes right down and they seem to rely on people's laziness in not changing their account. You're earning very, very little, well, negligible interest mm. and the savings institution gets to hold on to your money and use it to lend out to people effectively, which I think, is annoying. Well, I think it is laziness, but also I think because it's savings, you want to just keep it there in the background. You're not thinking about spending it. So you do kind of forget about it. So you can and get the problem is out. that really you need to be reviewing your savings at least once a year, looking at what account they're in and switching to another account more often than not. I'm afraid. I know that you want to leave them the in the background. That is the cold hard truth. It is. You want right. to leave them in the background. You want to forget about them. But you can't or they will be eaten away by inflation. I don't like that. I don't like that. No. We don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to change my ways. Really? Yes. Are you going to turn over a new leaf? Yes, I'm going to turn over a new leaf, a big one, a giant one. And speaking of leaving your money in a bank or a building society for a long time, is your money completely safe then? Because I remember all those people queuing outside of Northern Rock branches a few years ago, and not to mention all the trouble in Greece as well. Well, that's the thing. Your money's as safe as the government decides it is, effectively. In this country, there's always compensation for savers if your bank or your savings institution goes bust. Right. But usually only up to a certain amount, and they keep changing that amount, so you need to keep your eye on it. It's a bit worrying. It's usually somewhere between fifty and £100,000. So, Annie, you shouldn't keep more than that amount of money in any one <laughs> institution. Glenn, I'm so glad we've had this conversation. Thank you so much. That's no problem. Mm. I'm glad to have been of service. So if you have more savings than the protected amount, then you should basically put the rest in a different bank or building society. Or buy a Learjet if you've got that much money. But what happens if, say, I'm buying a house with cash, 
as if that would ever happen. I need to say temporarily move half a million pounds into. I know this is like this is just an example. Cloud cuckoo land. Exactly uh, into a single account and then transfer it to the seller. What if? Shock horror, my bank goes bust on that day. Or what if I inherit a ton of money and it's all transferred into one account for me? What then? Don't panic, Annie. Do not panic. I'm panicking. Just don't. Why? Just don't. Okay. Luckily, they've recently brought in new laws about that, you see. If you have to put a large amount into an account temporarily for a valid reason, like those that you mentioned, then you're actually covered up to £1 million by the government in the event of your bank going bust. Oh, thank goodness for that. My millions of smackaroonies are safe. Yes, your smackaroonies are safe. And on that reassuring note, thanks for listening to episode nine of Managing My Money. Now, if you're not familiar with our little format here, Hmm. don't forget that this is not just any old set of programmes. This is no here today, gone tomorrow type programme. This is an official Open University course made audio. You betcha. And if you get to the end of this course, you will get yourself an official Open University Statement of Participation Certificate, which you can put on your CV. So good. That's right. Because you've listened to episode nine, you have to listen to pairs of episodes in order to answer the quiz questions online. So you need to listen to the next episode, episode 10 as well, and then you will go online. Then you will answer the quiz questions (laughs) and you will get that bit closer to that certificate. I know it seems far away now, but... It'll be a jewel in your financial crown. It will. So join us again for the next episode. Thank you very much, Annie. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Glenn. Bye. <laughs> you, you put the phone down. No, you do. Yeah. Bye. Leaders. Bye. I'm turning the microphone off now. <laughs> At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder.